Hey guys, welcome to episode 244 of the podcast with my wonderful boy of summer, Zeke Nicholson. I have had the honor and the pleasure of uh, becoming his chum, God, I love that word, uh, while shooting the last couple of seasons of Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher's wonderful show, Take My Wife. And uh, he's just such a talented actor and improviser uh, and writer. And if you don't know him yet, uh, I believe you will. Um, but you, uh, probably have already seen him in a bunch of stuff. So please enjoy this episode. Uh, shout out wise. I just wanted to throw one thing out there, which is that Chris Royce, Christopher Royce, who runs my Twitter account and, uh, works with some other comedians and is a San Francisco guy who is just fantastic, um, has, uh, written a little star Wars something. Uh, and I would encourage you to check it out. He's at, uh, you can see it at, uh, ChristopherRoyce.com backslash redux. Christopher Royce, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-R-O-Y-C-E.com backslash Redux, R-E-D-U-X. So if you like Star Wars, you might want to check it out. Uh, Okay, guys, uh, sending love from Atlanta. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. Talking super <laughs> slow and sultry. Yes, exactly. Just let's just do. Let's just have a morning right let's now. Let's just have a it. wonderful morning. <laughs> you do have a very good voice for morning radio. Yeah, very soothing. Do you? I don't know. Do I? <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I think you might. I think you might. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the sound of your own voice? I don't um, know. I'm asking that. That's I've never asked anyone that in a real way, and I really sincerely am asking. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel one way or the other. I know some people like are I can't listen to myself on answering machines or anything like that, yeah. and I don't particularly care. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You didn't grow up like that because that is. I feel like that's something that people either like. I feel like the natural order of things is everyone hates the sound of their own voice. Yeah. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, like, does that serve some sort of like genetic purpose? Because why would that be such a thing that everyone feels? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is my, here's my scientific guess, if uh, that were good, the it's case. Good. It's, you know, this podcast is all nothing but scientific Perfect, guesses. Great. Scientific it would, guesses. <laughs> it would be that, like, if you heard somebody that had a similar voice to yours, that they would be genetically similar. And yeah. so from a, like, genetic diversity I love reproduction. I about it. But yep. here's what's interesting about that. Let me get back to you with my own science. Please. It's not even a guess. It's just, like, a <laughs> so far afield. But here's the thing. But don't you think that's interesting that... I feel like you have, we sort of have these two competing, this is hilarious. I really am making, I've like, I'm going I think going I know where science. you're going with this and Do I have you? had it almost, are you okay, going, I'm, can I guess? Yes. Are you going with why is it that people are attracted to yes. people that look like them? Yes. yes. I truly have that, had exactly this thought. There's such a weird contradiction it's, of, of I'm, so oh my, I'm so excited you. that you yeah. totally guessed it. Right? Because if the idea is that you should be disgusted by right. something that's going to like perpetuate and not be like Darwinian yes. or whatever where you sort of adapt and develop but then god forbid I you know be attracted to someone with dark skin yeah psychology so is, is versus biology right exactly narcissism like nature versus nurture like yeah. community fear like oh we fear the thing that isn't like us yeah and somehow that overrides 
right. a, a genetic predisposition to be like, no, actually we need to, because even on the yeah. most, and this is such a gross statement, but like, let's all just own it on the most surface level. Yeah. Mixed race children are the cutest children. We in the are. World. What can we, you know? Yeah, it's true. I wish I could point to myself. Yeah. My <laughs> parents were both blonde hair and blue eyed. Yeah. But yeah, but but my mom's first husband, Hispanic. I mm. was, I like to think if I had just if they had just popped one out, yeah, I could have been Juanita. You could have had that. You could exactly yeah. that could have been you. I could have been Jorge Perez Ponce's daughter. Right. Wow, that's quite a name. Yeah, he was like a. This is this will mean something to people who listen to the podcast. It will mean nothing to you. But like, let me just put it in context. My mom is Mormon and she's brilliant, but like totally insular now like she did some traveling and stuff but yeah it's definitely one of those moms where like you hear about their adventures and in a very cliche tv way you're like right you did that's not you now like didn't own a tv forever when i was a kid doesn't drink doesn't smoke went to church like this idea of her being married to this guy who was like had his own i mean they weren't rich but like somehow he had his own plane and like just a little tiny yeah crop dustery kind of plane but like he would take her out and fly around and stuff is just it was inconceivable to me that that was the same person that you know yeah. wouldn't would like only listen to prairie home companion all That's due respect to prairie home companion such a hilariously universal like sentiment that i think so many children have had about their parents yeah. i remember i spent a summer living with my uncle when i was in college and hearing him speak specifically about when my mom first went to college and he, my uncle's like a couple years younger than her and he went to go visit. And my mom was like, this was at IU in the, it would have had to been like early seventies. Yeah. Wait, what's IU? Indiana? Indiana university. Yeah. Yeah. Good guess. Uh, Well done. Thank you. Cause I could have said like Iowa. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Um, and I remember he told me specifically a story about my mom, like at some party and then like everyone at the party, like streaking out of there through a cornfield. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, my mother, the college professor. So, uh, What does your mom teach? She teaches Spanish and Latin American oh, literature nice. at Bard College. Isn't that funny? Because my mom taught French. She was a French professor at the U of A. Ah, and you have became a... University of Arizona? Yeah. I was born in Tucson. Did we talk? We did. We did very briefly, briefly touched it because I was like, oh, you have so mm-hmm. many positive memories. And you were like, I moved when I was less than one. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. U of A. Did you, so did you live in Tucson for a time? I lived in Tucson through high school and then I got it. Got I it. needed to get out of it. And I love Tucson, but yeah. I would never, I couldn't imagine going back sure. in that way. I like to visit very much now. Yeah. But. Most of my family still lives in Phoenix. I haven't been to Tucson in quite some time, but Phoenix is, you know, really near and dear to my heart. <laughs> it's uh, it's like L.A. without any of the cool shit. It really is. <laughs> like it looks the same. It's really I flat. Know. And Tucson's very snobby about it. Yeah, I've talked about this recently. Somehow another Arizona thing came up, but yeah, they're just. It really is like. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like there's only like if if I had to move back to Arizona, that would be at the bottom of the list. I feel like I would yeah. move to like. Green Valley with a bunch of retirees before mm-hmm. I would move to Phoenix somehow. I'd go to Sedona and just Hell like yeah, be chilling on Slide Rock all day every that's day. That's Maybe Flagstaff might be at the top. Flagstaff, for me too, yeah. But Get a little you, snow in there. And so yeah, exactly. Well, that's I went <laughs> to NAU for uh, a couple of years, Got so it. I have uh, I have I wish I had like a little cabin getaway there. Mm-hmm. I think that'd, that'd be, be really fun. fun. Yeah. So you have spent a fair amount of time in that in, in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Since. My um, grandparents lived there growing up, and then my two of my my. 
uh, two of my aunts and cousins lived out there as well. So we would go usually every summer and then also for Christmas. Um, and what took your, when your parents had you, what took them from right after you were born out of Tucson? Yeah. So my parents, um, were, yeah, so I was born in Tucson and then my parents split sort of shortly after I was born. And then my mom, I have half siblings. Um, but I was, grew up lonely only. Mm -hmm, Um, and then, yeah, so my mom moved to, we lived in Austin, Texas for five years, nice. uh, where my mom was studying at UT. Mm-hmm. Um, and University then, of Texas? That'd be mm, really sad. No, yes. <laughs> um, no, University of Tallahassee. They yes. have a chapter in Austin. Right, Tallahassee. So fuck you. Yep. Um, and then after that, she got the job apart, and so we moved to New York. Gotcha. Uh, and I was there until I went to Williams College in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. East uh, Coast. East Coast, yeah. And then I came here. What... Uh, so you you stayed with your mom and your dad did not. Did, where did your dad end up? My dad is here. So oh, this is a very lengthy story. I'll give you the quick spark Let's notes dish. Give me some of hot it. Goss. <laughs> that hot goss. But basically, um, I didn't see my dad at all for. Uh, I saw him for one hour when I was seven, and then basically didn't see him for those seventeen years. Mm-hmm. And then when I was seventeen, he and I reconnected. And when I moved to LA after college, I ended up living with him oh, nice. for like six weeks. So um, yeah, it was. But it was an interesting thing where it was like nature versus nurture. Like yeah. uh, back to yeah, it was just interesting. Like. De- uh, kind of developing a relationship with him when I was already almost an adult yeah, and seeing like some of the ways in which we were similar, but that were purely genetic. Yeah, he just yeah. like hadn't, you know, do you mind if I around. ask how, like no, what, yeah. ha- what the, what precipitated that? I mean, why it was like that you just didn't have contact with him. Was it a really bad breakup? Um, or? yeah, I think like he just was, um, yeah, he was kind of in a spot where they they their relationship sort of like just didn't continue or wasn't really able to. And I think like I don't exactly know all the particulars of it, but my mom got full custody. And then, yeah, he just like sort of was not as much in the picture. And part of it is that like he has uh, I have I grew up one of uh, an only child, but I'm actually one of eight in mm-hmm. real life. And so I've uh, had these sort of half siblings that. Um, in various like older and younger than yes exactly one's older and then the rest are younger actually um sorry two are older and the rest are younger um and so yeah part of it when i moved to uh la uh, i was also not only moving with him but with children that were three five and seven at the time and that was like what a huge shift it was a weird and already like after college like that's such a crazy time anyway where you're just like what this happened. I, didn't, uh-huh. I got on a plane with four suitcases, like nowhere to live really. Yeah. It was like, I want to go to Los Angeles. Um, yeah. So like it was jarring and, and then going from like living in a dorm with my friends to <laughs> living in a small house with small oh my children. God. Yeah. Getting to yeah. know people who are actually related to you and yeah. that you don't, yeah. Building those relationships. Yeah. And Were I didn't you- have a car at the time and I had an internship in West Hollywood. So I was like busing from, the west side to go to this like internship at this like small production company in west hollywood it was it was a weird time yeah. did you have that moment because i've had uh, not too many times uh, maybe that i can count on one hand or less um that i've really have done such a 180 in my life that i have kind of had that like stepping away experience where i've been like 
I fully feel like I just took over someone else's life. Like, I don't know who was here before me, but I stepped into something so specific and yeah. so different from what I was doing that it's almost anxiety inducing because it does feel like what, it, what okay, what, yeah. what is going on? That's funny. That's an interesting way to describe it of like taking somebody else's life. Um, and I don't know that I've conceived of it in that way necessarily, but like what will happen to me now is that I'll drive by like that block in West Hollywood where I'm like, oh man, this is like so deeply reminiscent of this particular yeah. time and like thinking about like who I was and like what was going on at that totally. time. Like, well, because like don't is that that's the other idea, right? Is that our brains really make these intense uh memories when they have to because we are really getting sciencey but you know it. they have to because it's like this is the this is the genetic way that your that your brain survives or what have you um or that you can understand or, or adapt to change quickly totally so i'm sure you have like this visceral memory because so much was new all at once like yeah. new city new job new family like yeah. new how everything was new so i'm sure it really like got in there and embedded you know yeah. in, a, in a really intense way i have a question for you and i don't know if this is just me and my i wonder if this is like a facet of strange narcissism but i <laughs> remember specifically on my first uh couple of days in la being like having the thought that like people were looking at me because they could tell that I didn't fit in here oh, or that like I was like dressed differently yeah, yeah. in a way that would attract their attention, Yeah, which is so insane if you've lived here for more than a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, a couple things. Number one, um, what I will say about that is that before I stopped, uh, I have like a weird thing now where, and I don't know if this is a defense mechanism to uncomfortable, uh, eye contact with mm -hmm. like uh, frankly uh, men yeah. um and feeling like i would rather not have those kinds of encounters On where i feel like i'm being blown kisses and right, stuff. Right, right, right um all due respect to the gentlemen who culturally uh maybe have been raised to believe that that's flattering um it makes me angry sure. so <laughs> i think i just like kind of but it, i think it also might have just been a direct response to the fact that I do feel that people really look at each other in LA, yeah. particularly in certain pockets, because there is this sort of like, who's this? Right. So I felt, I didn't feel that way here. Um, the way I did like going to New York for the first couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel that people were looking at me, but I, I felt like somehow it was so obvious that I wasn't, I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. And New York felt very like insular, like, eh, I think we all know what we're doing here. Who are right. you? Yeah. But in LA, I think that it is the sort of like, cause when people come down here for the first time, I do feel like people are like, Jesus Christ, everyone is constantly looking at you. Like, should I know who that is? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not as bad in certain places, but yeah. so I wonder if it could have even just been that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, like, where do I put this person in my hierarchy yeah. of whether he's for sure famous or not? Or Although something. I feel like I was like walking around like near the Beverly Center, just like on the street. <laughs> that like I don't know the Beverly Center. You know, that's still right near Beverly Hills. That's true. Hot celeb haunt. I true. mean, yeah. And it, worse, it might actually be where tourists think they've gone mm -hmm. off the beaten path. Like yeah. the Beverly Center. That's where the that's where <laughs> yeah. famous people shop. It's not yep. like. Yes, we're going to the Hard Rock Cafe, yeah. but it, we could also just like glance and see Shannon Doherty doing a right? little shopping. Yeah, she, you know, she's a regular. So maybe over there. that was it. Yeah. What are? Do you feel like you have things in common with those younger siblings too? Like the same way you recognize uh, things about your dad that were familiar, or is that a more like a further removed from? Oh, that's that interesting. Kind of aha. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's like a little further removed. Um, and it's a little bit hard to tell also just because they're children. And so it's like their personalities are still <laughs> developing a little right, bit. Right. And like, I think that really was part of the specific things of like, oh, these. The thing that I, I found specifically in my dad that was similar to me was um, he, the sort of way that he engages with people is very there's a sort of like particular rhythm to the way that he speaks that was very similar to mm, me, yeah. even though he's, he sounds like a cartoon character and he says the most insane he does? of all time. Yeah. What is cartoonish about him? Um, he, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So the day that I, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh, heck yes. Great. And so then the, I just didn't curse to make yeah, you feel per- uncomfortable. Heck yes. Fucking so. shit ass. Yes. <laughs> Um, the day that I moved to California, uh, he said to me, he's like, son, welcome to California. California is great. As long as you don't fuck kids or hurt animals, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you could eat shit and howl at the moon and somebody will probably join you. Oh my God. <laughs> so I would say don't talk like that. But uh, I wonder if that's like a line he gives to people. Definitely. Like I think so. It, like yeah. that. But the funny thing about him is that he he's the funniest person of all time. And my mother, God bless her, not so a funny bone in her body. So I can tell by the voice that your dad is white and your yes, mom is black. My dad is very white. <laughs> <laughs> speaks very offensively. Um, but he, so he's extremely funny, which is interesting because I sort of like, uh, <laughs> I like to think that I'm sort of funny and uh, <laughs> inherited some of that from him, uh, all of that from him. Um but yeah, yeah, he's but he has these these sort of like lines that he delivers as if he has just thought of them and they are the first time that they've ever mm-hmm. been said. And I remember saying some of them to my mom and her being like, he used to say that when we were oh, married back in the day. He's a stand up comedian. He totally That's is. The definition yeah. of a stand up yeah. is like um, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's just got lines for days. He loves to say like, man, that motherfucker's so full of shit. His eyeballs are brown, which is like sure. a classic thing it's that classic. I had never heard. Yeah. And so he was just like, yeah, I, I truly thought that he had invented that. I was like, oh, that's uh-huh. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a he's a wild character. And did your mom ever remarry or did she? She, have kids or a, she? A basically she's uh, she's kind of common law married at this mm-hmm. point. Um, she uh her partner they've been together for almost 10 years so nice um yes and he's also a professor at bard college uh so you really come from intellectual that academic you know um yeah which did did you feel like that was did you have a natural appreciation affinity for that or did you feel like you um pushed back against that or i think um i i always enjoyed uh I don't know that I always enjoyed learning, but I was one of those kids that was like always pretty smart, but had a lot of uh, organizational issues uh-huh, and would uh-huh. struggle with, I think this is typical of a lot of creativity type people, but like I just, my backpack was a disaster. Uh-huh. I would lose my homework all the time. Um, and I really struggled with like daily math homework, like anything where I had to be sort of like regimented about staying up on top of things. And so as a result, like when I went to Williams, uh, which is like a liberal arts school and it was, yeah, it's just like that college schedule of like, you have 
the most you're ever going to have of one class is like three days a week unless yeah. you're doing some sort of intensive thing. And that was like so much better for me. Yes. Like two or three days a week, like papers every other yeah. week. Like that was perfect for me. And so yeah. my grades were better in college than yeah, they were that makes sense. in high school. Although God, I also feel like, do, but, uh, but what about the experience of that? Because for me, I think I... I did have that experience of like, holy shit, no one is going to get me up out of bed. And yeah. No one is going to make me go to these classes. Yeah. And I only have this once a week and I just, or three times a week or twice a week or whatever. And something about that, I think was also that, that, I mean, that's dangerous to a lot of college students totally. too. And it definitely was dangerous to me. Like anything I had that was early in the morning, yeah. good luck. It was such a struggle. Wow. Yeah. Such a struggle. I was, I think I've got, and maybe this does come from being in an academic family. Like the guilt is really built into me if uh, I skip class yeah. or anything like that. It Even should to this be. Day. Both my parents are educators. Yeah. But I was like finding ways to ditch school at the school that really? my dad taught. Oh, wow. What an asshole. Was this at NAU? No, he was a high school teacher. So oh, I went got to it, his got high it, got school. It. He was my senior honors teacher got in it. English. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but I also, but like math was just anything like that that felt hard. like... It just didn't feel, I mean, it's so, I don't remember feeling, I wish I could have articulated this then because it seems like a no brainer. Like, oh, of course I should have been able to articulate this. But anything to me that didn't feel like it had something to do with your emotions. Yeah. I think I just was like, ah. even science I could get on board for was just like, oh, discovery, interesting. Yeah. Or like, you know, but just, Matt, oh, I just couldn't. It was so cold to me and so pointless. Very cold. And yeah. I've said this so many times, but like, I can't get on board for something where you can come up with an answer and it be wrong and it's numbers. Somehow in my mind, it's mm -hmm. like, you should just stop. Like it should stop. You're going in the wrong way. So suddenly there is no solution. Right. Not like, we well, can come to a solution. It will be a number. It will just be the, the wrong right number. One. Yeah, that's interesting. I couldn't, I just hated that. I was yeah. so angry at that. Yeah, I was similar. Like I really did have an affinity for science, but very much on the spectrum of like biology, but not physics and chem because those oh, yeah. are so definitely math didn't do any, did not go to physics. Like did as little uh, down that road as I yeah. possibly could get away with. Yeah, um, but bio, I did bio neuroscience where I did quite like both of those um, because we were playing the characters of scientists when we were in class. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was not at all an actor. Like oh, I no 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 no, yeah. no. I yeah I was. What in, were you, what what excited you when you were in high school? I like, was an crazy. athlete. Um, I played basketball and ran track. Um, and I did karate. Oh, uh, fun! Yeah. Um, for yeah, I did karate for thirteen years from nice. like age five to eighteen. Oh, that's great. Um, it really builds a sense of uh, confidence and inner peace. It does, no, and I you didn't. know, I, I think know. like That's true. I was just having this conversation <laughs> on a podcast the other day. <laughs> That's the only place that matters to talk. Um, it's true. Uh, <laughs> and somebody made the uh, like connection when I was sort of talking about karate in a way that I hadn't thought about it, which was that like I am a very sort of like self-confident person and I think a lot of that was just built in from doing karate and it like really worked. being it's disciplined a, that, as a that, child that's even true yeah that's very cool and I think like work ethic too is like despite it's for things that I'm really interested in I work really hard at and things like math is just like oh fuck I can't yeah. I, I couldn't possibly do this today but um and did you speaking of your guilt because here's the next piece of that that I would say is that I I definitely tried, but I think that at a certain point, 
once I tried and failed, if there was an opportunity to, it's, I feel like, like, I want to, I, I don't want this to be true. I feel like they can come back and take away my diploma, but I want to say like 75% of the math I did was me really making an effort and I wouldn't cheat on tests, but I for sure would cheat on homework. I like it just felt so meaningless. So and it's like I had one of my best friends was great at math and she didn't care. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so can I just much. copy? Like, I this think is. It's the nasty little secret that even smart, good kids yeah. cheat all the time. Rather than. Like, where's the guilt come? Like, was I more insecure about getting a bad grade? Obviously, because it was more important to me to cheat than it yeah. was, to be honest. Right, exactly. In terms of where the guilt lies. I was you know what I mean? Identical to that. Okay. Yes. Good. Um, yeah. And here's the thing I've circled around now, but I think too, like, and I stand by this, both in high school and college, I was just like, I, there was a real hierarchy of like time well spent in my mind. And to me, like, spending time doing things that I loved and like hanging out with friends was always going to be better than just bullshit homework time. Yeah. And so, and I look back on that now and I still think that that's true. You know, yeah. I have such fond memories of like doing weird McDonald's runs at like three in the morning in college <laughs> during finals time, way more than any paper I ever right, wrote, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, what was I talking about before that? Karate. Karate, yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, karate? Karate, yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, do you feel, does that still, um, do you ever do, do you feel like you held on to anything karate related that it, that is more actual representation of like the physical part of it? I know, sadly. I When I went to college, I had just been doing it for so long that I really needed a break. Yeah. And um, it's also, it's a hard thing to do on your own. And it's, it's not unlike church, it's very like, specific to your like sort of location-based experience is yeah, really yeah, important yeah. and so like uh you'll hear people talk all the time it's like yeah i went to church growing up but then like i can't find a church that mirrors that experience now yeah. and i felt that way about karate too i was like i don't want to go try and find another shittier version of this yeah. uh, and also i was in a small town massachusetts where there was no options for that right and i just didn't fancy trying to like continue training on my own to then go to class you know whenever i could back home like that was just too much for me yeah um that's understandable and i was kind of just ready for a fresh start did you do sports stuff in college i did i was on the track team i was captain of the track team nice. yep what does that mean in um, terms of your responsibilities to the team well i wasn't uh basically you're sort of like a bit of a player coach like you have to kind of run the uh younger athletes kind of through practices when the coach is not present and I, I don't know, like organize events. It's nothing too crazy, but, um, it's a bit of an empty title, but you get a lot of respect <laughs> from those. Opposed to if you had to file their tax returns. Yeah. yeah nothing, <laughs> nothing empty like that. Title. And there was like four of us too. So I was more of like an emotional leader, uh, and the administrative duties I certainly left to my more capable, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, compatriots. But, um, yeah, I was like a very serious track athlete and, uh, my junior year of college, I was like, I gotta do something besides sports and, um, homework. And so I decided to join the improv team and ah, here we are. It really stuck. Um, yeah. So in initially it was almost, was it, am I hearing you right? That it was almost more a response to. I should be doing something that isn't this rather than like, I've 
I feel called. I feel called to this other thing. Yes, really absolutely. It was a, this That's seems great. kind of fun. Like Let that. me try this. Yeah. Um, and then once I got into it, it was like really stuck with me. But I've thought about this a lot too. Like it's pretty crazy that my life has now been sort of built around this one thing that I, A, picked up on a whim and B was like, was fine at, but didn't, it wasn't like, this is the thing that I've been missing for my whole life. Right. Um, and I was like, I would say it was the eighth funniest person on my college improv team. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, How many people were there? There were, like eight. yeah, oh. 10 of us. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I just like it. But after graduation, I was just like, I think I want to do this forever. <laughs> so that's something. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing where um, and these guys know, like when I see people that I went to high school with or people find me on Facebook or whatever, they're, doing, they're so unsurprised at yeah. what I do. And, and like a lot of people know that I just didn't do anything like this at all for 10 years Yeah, from like, you know, whether I was in denial or what, but, um, it like, I always felt like it kind of made me sad that people were like, I knew you would end up on TV or whatever. Yeah. Cause I was like, wait, what about my struggle yeah. of like, I don't think this is for me and I don't want to do this and I'm going to be this whole other person. Mm-hmm. And did you, are you, is is that a situation where people that you went to high school would be like, whoa, imp- improv, what? Or yeah. would they be like, I always knew that was in you? No, I think it is one of those things where people are pretty surprised by it. Both in, and in college, too, which is like even more recent. Like people knew yeah. that I did improv, but um, yeah, I was never in any plays. Like that was just not a thing that was on my radar. Um, and I think like I'm also a pretty different <laughs> so dumb but like i'm a different person on stage than i am off stage like i'm not a uh yeah i'm just like not as on all the time off stage and so it's yeah i think it's surprising for people to see like oh that is, that's what you do now like that's like to sort of see that switch get flipped um yeah but at the same time, I think they're like, oh, yeah, that is something that I sort of see mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. But that's like not it's more concentrated. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, that's a nice yeah. way to, to, to kind of come at it. Yeah. Do you have this? I also feel uh, part of my guilt that has remained has been the guilt of being in show business rather than doing something worthwhile like teaching is sort of like I'm not saying that's a real thing, but no, yeah. that's the little voice in my head. And both my parents totally supported my choice. Um, did your parents support yours? Yeah, my mom did, but I think sort of it, she was the 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 most extreme version of like, wait, you're doing what? Like, uh, it was just, I, I didn't find improv until I was twenty or twenty. Yeah. But was, did you have a? Uh, did she have a story for you in mind based on anything else? Where it was like, I thought you were going to be a blank. Yeah, I think she thought that I was going to be an academic of some sort, um, or. Uh, yeah, or like kind of work in and around a college, either in athletics or in academics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came close to doing that too. And that was part of it too, was like, it was sort of a last minute, like, like, Hey, senior spring, like I'm going to go to LA for spring break. And then like, <laughs> see what it's like. And she was like, what are you talking uh-huh. about? <laughs> um, and then I was just gone. And I think she really struggled against it for a bit. Um, but now it's, it's nice that like, it's, she sees my life here and sort of has an understanding of the scope of it. And yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I thought of when you said that you, I didn't know exactly what you were going to say when you said you first got here and sort of the sense of people around you. And it's funny now 
for me to look back in that moment because the first thing that popped into my mind when you when you started that sentence uh-huh. because I don't like listening I just like predicting of course yeah uh, that makes you a good impression <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to say that he feels apologetic about what he does, like, oh. it, which is so totally just about me. Like, yeah, that's clearly, you projecting that's some serious. Totally, <laughs> because that's very much like I still do that where people are like, what do you do? I will not list that I'm an actor first. Yeah. Will not do it. I I still have trouble doing that. I But the thing is, I like genuinely think it's so cool. And I think my life is much better than <laughs> most people's lives. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but I, here's the thing with me is like, I, I don't feel a ton of guilt necessarily. I do like teaching and luckily with improv, I get to still do that. So I feel like I scratch mm-hmm. that itch a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. You find ways, I think. Yeah. Same yeah. with me. I sort of find ways to connect to that. Totally. Maybe more than I thought I would. But. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I'm one of those people where whatever it is that people do, I think it's great and worthwhile as long as they're really into it and like really passionate about it but there are so many people particularly like ones that I went to college with where like they're doing careers that they clearly just don't really like that much and that bums me out so hard um and yeah I don't know like it's it's I think Williams is an institution that is like pretty well regarded and as a result like churns out a lot of people that do like either teach for America or finance type stuff. And like, that's great. If that's like genuinely what people are about, then that's awesome. But, um, I think it was like pretty common for people to do internships there between their junior and senior year and sign two year contracts for immediately after they got out of school. And so people were going and doing these jobs and I was just like, y'all are doing that. Like, hold up, but they're making $80,000 a year out of the gate. Uh, whereas I was sleeping on an air mattress for nine Wonderful. months, like Wonderful. really struggling, you know? Yeah. Um, do you feel this is going to be such a, gr- this is a, I'm already disgusted with how gross this statement can't is, but wait. do you feel like what, how do you respond or do you hear this? Like in, in my circles, especially cause a lot of my friends are older, even older than I am, even mm-hmm. older than I am, mm. if that's possible. Uh, is the sort of like millennial conversation yeah. of like these younger people, they just think they should be able to do whatever they yeah. want, which by the way, I'm a hundred percent convinced that like every generation is like that. There's yeah. zero difference to me in the way that I'm, that I would perceive somebody who's younger than me yeah. than the way somebody older than me perceived me. I think that's just the rite of passage. Yeah. But, um, but it's funny that this, that like the one of the tags that's been thrown onto millennials is this idea of like, oh, you think you should just be able to do follow your dreams, uh-huh. follow yeah. your bliss. Do you feel? Do you have a, an idea or a, an opinion about that one way or the other? Yes, I have a very strong opinion <laughs> about this. Um, Good. Uh, so that I, it's it's more specifically than like you should be able to follow your dreams. I like strongly reject. Because it's, I get that it's true of a lot of people, but it's so deeply untrue of me. Like, reject this label of millennials being aimless wanderers. Like, that frustrates the fuck out of me. And I can't, and I can't watch movies like Frances Ha because it's like (laughs) she is, or even girls at times where it's just like, no, fuck you. Like, I took a weird career path or whatever, but it's like, I was so like singularly focused on making it happen right as soon as I, yeah, like out of the gate. And I do see a lot of my peers that are just like 
still kind of figuring it out or whatever, but it's it pisses me off so much that that has become a thing of like millennials just sort of float I from just thing don't to thing. Know where I need to, I guess I, I first of all I don't care enough to, but I guess if I did care enough to, I would really need to see a little more serious data. I understand that people throw the kind of like living back at home student loan thing, but first mm-hmm. of all, that's not their fault number one that is totally has to do with the economy that we created for younger people totally but second of all like i just don't feel like i see a trend in one direction or other i don't think like whether we decide to focus on that as a thing yeah i i don't feel like i certainly know that like my you know generation or whatever i don't no one that i i don't feel like everyone just like went off and did their thing like I didn't know what I was doing yeah. far less than tons of kids who are out there who are like, anyway, I'm 21. I created this app. I'm making $80,000 yeah. a year. Like I, there's tons of that now. I wonder, so I don't know why yeah. it's funny. I wonder part of it is like there, there was this like trend towards art reflecting that aimlessness and that becoming very popular. And so that sort of filled in the, it was like a feedback loop where people were like, Oh yeah, that's the kind of, thing that that generation is creating that must be but true isn't of all that of their like, generation and this is this is before my technical time but something like reality bites that's still called up as like or dazed and confused which yeah. i guess was set in the past but um that's an that isn't that also just yeah. about people who don't know what they want and totally. who feel kind of like they should be entitled to something that they're not getting Absolutely. and they're and they don't know who they are you're right yeah i mean my Why theory has been punctured right? <laughs> <laughs> uh you're no absolutely yeah, it's not a new thing, but it is so. It became it's just a decision so... that someone decided. Like that's the that's the label that yeah. stuck. But then, but then on the reverse of that, um, I think the and then the positive label that is somehow still a part of that whole soup is like these kids are going to change the world. Yeah, they're dreamers. But they're doing it. Right. They're going to yeah. change the world, it everybody. Is like they're failing upwards. It's yeah. like my whole generation is like, God damn it, I don't know how they're getting it done. Because uh, they don't know how to work a day in their life. That's, but I but, just have, Are you telling me that in the 60s, people weren't saying that about the kids who were just getting totally. out of school? And in the 70s, people weren't like... Yeah. I mean, there might have been one era there where the kids who became into Reagan whose yeah. parents were like ah, what do whatever you want right. maybe the sort of summer of love yeah those kids of those people who were like whatever yeah maybe those kids but since then I just don't feel like there's been this like huge you know rumble of like now everyone's like this I'm with you yeah did you uh I'm totally switching gears here but um so what were you what would you get excited about like reading or watching or you know doing for fun with or without your friends uh, when you were in high school. In high like school. They, yeah. The, yeah. Were there movies that you were like, I had to see every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Or... Sure. Um, I grew up, and this continued through high school, as like a Bill Mel, big Mel Brooks fan. Um, and uh, Men in Black was a big old movie for me as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. Most Will Smith's movies really stuck with me. Um, what TV shows was I really into? Yeah, some Fresh Prince, obviously. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. I'm not a fool, not so a, yeah. of course I love Fresh Prince. Yeah, um, I was really into Smallville on the CW. Oh, okay. uh, yep, old Tom yeah, Welling. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I missed the Smallville boat. I feel like Smallville came on when I really was. I may not have even had a television in my like hip San Francisco days. Possibly, oh yeah, or the, at least for the beginning of it. Um. 
yeah what i mean like what else was even on at that point um i don't know like i liked tv but it wasn't the i don't know that it was like the I remember coming home from cl- from school and like eating a snack and what I like about you starring Amanda Bynes was always on TV <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things that I just sort of it becomes a ritual that yeah, you didn't intend and on exactly and it was just like is this a show that I watch now I guess it is <laughs> um, uh, and what about dating I didn't really date much in high school at all. Um, for for lack of interest in it or for like not knowing how I to handle think pursuing? For, yeah, probably the latter. More lack of, um, yeah, a, a bit of like awkwardness that was, yeah, I don't know. I was still sort of like figuring out kind of what my whole deal was. I was a big old like... Um, uh, romantically ambiguous friendship type. Uh, I was a good, good rom-com character. Uh-huh. <laughs> and honestly, still to this day, let's be real. So, so I think that's another really common high school experience. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you felt like, oh, I'm always going to be the one who like picks someone, dust someone off after yeah, they. Yeah. I think, or, or I think that like, I was just sort of not quite, um, I don't know if like confident was the right word, but sort of like not sort of, not willing enough to put myself out there to sort of go after uh, things that probably <laughs> would have been right or successful for me. Like one particular relationship I had with that was like, we were very close friends and then like uh, it sort of combusted towards the end because she, it was just like, it, there was a lot that was unspoken and then eventually she just sort of like got fed up and started dating somebody else and I just like lashed out and was so upset and then so was it like you guys were sort of dating but you were not ever crossing over into like I guess we're dating right yeah Yeah. it was sort of one of those where um and like yeah I don't know uh since then we've had conversations of just like that's how it was back then right I'm not crazy and like (laughs) That's that like lovely sort of adult like ah yes like, yeah. <laughs> like, how naive we were. Um, and then in college, you got you started to feel a little bit more like yeah here. yeah. I think it's like a little bit easier. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what exactly if anything specific changed for me, but um, did you have that feeling when you're in high school of like I wish I were a dick? Because some guys. The, particularly guys that I am friends with, but like a lot of the time here, I don't know if I've ever asked that exact question, but I do that feeling of like, because of what you said about being yeah. a friend, like, oh, so am I, did you feel like that was something you were seeing around you? Like, wait a minute, what, Yeah, what, do I need to be a meaner person? Like, right. why is this a thing? I just remember feeling like there was just sort of just like a formula to it that I just didn't quite understand. I remember specifically people talking about like, all right, like when you're talking to girls, like here's the thing, like you gotta, so if we've got a week, right, you gotta do two days where you talk to them and then just oh a day God, in the middle where you just don't talk to them at all. Oh <laughs> and God. then like one, then one day really back. Then it really is a formula. It totally was. Like, oh, and I was like, oh, math, so that's yeah, already a problem. Exactly. You know, I didn't, I wasn't good oh at math, so God. that was not gonna yeah. happen for me. It's so, it, that really is adorable because all, it feels like so much if not all of what we've developed into as a species is just trying to feel like we're in control of things. Yeah. And so that makes so much sense, totally. particularly at that age when everything does feel like a mystery somehow yes. to be like, I think I got this. Yeah. Okay. Two days on one day. I like, yeah. it's so funny for sure. I also like, I wasn't, 
I was a real tweener when it came to like coolness. I was not uncool by any stretch, but I was not sort of like the upper echelon. And my high school was a little bit weird because it was very small. There was only 400 kids in it. And so it felt like the pools were small and, and I was a little bit concerned about status in a way that I think a lot of high school kids are, um, and concerned about sort of like where my status uh, fell in the hierarchy. And as a result, like, I think that affected, yeah, just sort of, it didn't feel like, Oh, I am the person that, or like, I am cool enough to sort of warrant any Uh success in this regard necessarily, (laughs) but I'm not so uncool that like (laughs) all these like nerds are available to me either. So I was like, I Uh, felt like kind of caught in between, which is funny. I haven't really thought about this. Um, What were the people who were above you like? What have they sort of figured out in your eyes that you hadn't? I don't, there wasn't, it wasn't sort of like classic John Husey, like old football captain or anything like that. Um, I don't even know. And like, I was friends with all the sort of like attractive popular girls too, but I just was, I don't, yeah, I can't really put my finger on like what was missing for me in terms of just being like, I should just be like, Hey, I like you. Like, let's do this. I, I think here's what I'm part of it is I grew up only child with a uh, single mother for most of my life. And like, that's a particular relationship. And one of the things that we didn't really discuss was like dating or sex or any of that stuff. Like that was kind of off limits, not through any overt conversation, but like it just, it was awkward for me. And I don't know, my mom maybe responded to that awkwardness and didn't want to have that conversation. So part of it was like, I remember being like, feeling weird about dating because I would have to sort of explain that to my mom and have that be a thing. Um, yeah, but I do feel like it was like I had uh, extended crushes on many girls right in a row. And then, um, yeah, they either just sort of fizzled out or um, they would end up in other relationships. And then like the couple times that I did sort of hedge towards having something, it, it just wasn't quite right. And like, yeah. Did you go to prom? I did go to prom, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, of course. Everyone, of course, most yeah. Most people do, whether they go with a date or... I did. did. You, and who did you take? I had two dates. So I went to junior and senior prom, both platonic dates. No big deal. I couldn't <laughs> be less surprised and yes. charmed. Um, yeah. Uh, my, my first date was um, this girl, Ashley, who was like one of the hottest girls in the <laughs> senior class. <laughs> And her boyfriend was too old to go to prom, oh, so wonderful. I got the I got the call up from the minor leagues. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and actually, now that I'm thinking about this, same thing happened senior year. <laughs> My friend Caitlin had a, a boyfriend that was older and couldn't go. So that's amazing. Yeah, um, oh. man. <laughs> Did you have crushes on either of them, uh, or was it like a fairly painless? Ashley was not really. That was a true sort of friend thing. And Caitlin was interesting. Uh, Caitlin, if you end up listening to this, you know what it is. Uh, Caitlin, could you come in here, please? Yeah, could you come in here? Uh, We had a funny thing where I was, she, so I moved to this high school in in ninth grade and like right out of the gate, uh, 
she had a crush on me, but I was, I don't know if I was like interested in somebody else or like whatever was going on. And then literally as soon as she sort of switched gears, I was like, no, wait, I think I like you. Sure, <laughs> sure. Like, it's a classic. Yeah. Um, but we developed a pretty strong friendship uh, through the rest of high school. So it was like a, that felt like an easy, like, yeah. Yeah. But the girl that uh, was like that big sort of like, big friend thing that was yeah. so much more and yet yeah. nothing less was also at prom with the dude that I fucking hated so oh, much no. and I remember oh, like our relationship had sort of we were back on solid enough ground at that point that it was like fine and we were friends but actually junior year junior prom I think he that that was the start of their thing was that like he just asked her because he just had the gall to do that <laughs> and I could n- never have gotten out of my own way um but yeah yeah real high school could have been very different for me <laughs> had I just been a little bit more emotionally honest <laughs> um, get in line get in line yeah in that's, line. that's true what I say to that yeah um and what kind of music did you listen to I was um, in high school. I really was into Outcast quite a bit. Um, also, yeah, Lupe Fiasco was a big one. Mm-hmm. This is like kind of on the other end of my Weird Al phase, which was like the beginning of my uh, music tastes. Uh-huh. Um, Weird Al yeah. and Mel Brooks. Those Weird the Al? people who knew that you had those passions wouldn't be surprised. That's that you true. Ended up yes. in comedy. Yeah. But also, um, like, everyone likes comedy, so why am right. I even pretending, no, like... it's true, though. Um, and those are two, two of the greats. They're two of the greats. Um, yeah, Kanye West was a big one, and, like, that was back when he was still fun and not that crazy. <laughs> Just crazy enough to be delightful. Yeah, yep. I went to a couple of concerts in New York City because it was only about two hours away. That was really fun. I went to The Roots when I was in high school, which was nice. great. Um yeah and you're you you were where in new york we were uh, so i was in rhinebeck new york which is two hours directly north of the city okay but still does it still feel like you have a lot of like metropolitan access in terms of some people say like it was a totally different so different that the city was felt as inaccessible as if they lived in ohio and some people are like oh no yeah we would go into the city all the time yeah it was it was far, like my town was very small and it was very much a, um, there was no, it wasn't even really suburban. Like it re- was truly pretty rural. Um, but the train was, it was a two hour train ride and people would go to the city pretty regularly. And yeah. we had family friends that lived there too. So I would go, yeah, we would go every couple of months and spend a weekend there. That's um, cool. Yeah. Um, Did you have a, a desire to live there at any point? I d- had a strong desire to not live there actually. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it, I, it would have probably been an easier jump for me to just go do improv in New York. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was, I, there was, there's something about the speed of New York that I really don't like. Um, it's fine to visit, but I don't, I don't know, maybe it would be different now as an adult, but I think I would certainly have struggled living there. Um, and I was kind of felt, it was like, I'm probably end up in LA anyway. Might as well just do it right away. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I think that was, that's been really valuable to me. No, Um, absolutely. It's funny because I don't, I, as you know, I love labeling people. Sure. Love it. It's one of my great joys in life. Don't like listening. Do like labeling. Hate to listen, love to label. Probably a complicated person to improv with. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What? Uh, You definitely, I wouldn't have thought of you as an East Coaster. 
Yeah, I get which that a lot. Like, yeah, which is, which is like, what does that even mean? Yeah, but I, but you, because I you don't, don't walk around going, I'm walking here. <laughs> It's as simple as that. Yep. If you ever want to pass for an East Coast that's, trip, that's all you have to do. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that classic thing that so uh, many New Yorkers classic. say. And also, like, now that's the entire East Coast of the United States of that's America. Right. It's not even like, the, God forbid that be so they, someone in South Carolina yeah. says, also East Coast. <laughs> yeah. When people say the East Coast, they are not talking about the South, they are no, lumping in. But also, like, people from Connecticut and right. Vermont that's don't go. That's a Bangor main are, line yeah. if I've ever heard Why would one. you? But why? But that's, it is funny because that really, that, that, that's such a, there really is a specific labeling of, like, West Coast, Middle America. Like, yep. people are, like, nice corn fed. But you seem so Middle America. You're uh-huh. so, like, oh, you're Midwestern. You're nice. Yeah. And then you jump right over to New York. Right to New York. And there's almost nothing. There's no great Unless area. you have a really strong Northern accent. And then the South, obviously. You right. seem like you're from the South. But like all of those places where you, there isn't a really iconic personality, yeah. just has to get shuffled over just, to one of those different it's labels. All about boxes, you know. And I don't listen to people, so I really don't. I really can't tell where people right. are from. <laughs> I just have to eyeball them, give them yeah. up and down, up and down, try to figure out what their income is. Yep. Those are my priorities. You were my nightmare when I moved to LA. <laughs> I, can't <imagine. laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I miss so much because I go f- like I don't make a- like I I'm so in my own world yeah. that I get teased for missing stuff. Like I miss all I miss all the bad stuff and I also miss all the quote unquote good stuff. Where mm-hmm. like my most famous one being <laughs> I was on a hike. I'm sure I've told this story before, but I was on a hike with my friend Jessica in uh, Bronson and. I was in the middle of talking to her. I was <clears throat> very impassioned. Everything I say is important. Sure. <clears throat> so I was telling some sort of story. We're having some sort of emotional discussion. And someone up ahead was stopped and like holding their kid, whatever. And they, and they, but, but like facing downwards, but at a standstill. And, and we were hustling up the hill. And I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her. And like this person is like, hello. Mm-hmm. And I just go, hi. So da 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 da, and then we get up like another hundred feet out of earshot, and she was like, "Do you know that you just brushed off Tom Cruise?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? There was no. That's how. Like there was no. That was a blob of nothing that yeah. I couldn't even see. It was fuzz." You're like, "Sorry, Tom Cruise. And I'm walking here." And then you kept walking. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we could have joined Scientology that very day. That could have been your uh, shot. But that is that is cl- that is very classic me. Where like yeah. I won't. That just won't. I won't register that. And it is it not. It's a total protection or some sort of like I'm mm-hmm. too ADD or something. But I definitely I know I miss out on all of the like. I might have seen you in something. Yeah. Like, I, I really miss out on all of but that. But you were so connected to your friend Jessica, you know? Maybe that's what it was. I was deeply connected. She is the only, the only person I will listen to. Yeah. Like she often says nice things about me. Fair enough. I yeah. gotta be present for that. <laughs> Can't miss those Gotta be present for that. Yeah. Otherwise, I, and you can tell, if someone's talking to me, I start to drift off, and yeah. then they say something nice, and I sort of wake up with a smile. For sure. Get more, a little more perky. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into this mash game, my friend. Let's do it. All right. Um, my first question, I'm going to get right into uh, leisure time. Great. Give me three places. Uh, they can be the real world or they can also be total fiction like Hogwarts kind of cool. world that you would have a vacation home if getting there were not an issue. Um, this is today. 
today today me in my current today form you. yeah um do you want a mirror yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna run to the bathroom and answer this question. um cool so one thing about me i'm much more i like lakes much more than the ocean agreed um uh, mountains more than beaches yeah i think so yeah not don't love sand sand is like whatever you know yeah um so one would be um yeah, well, maybe say Tahoe. I've never yeah. been to Tahoe, but that's you know, great. It's uh, beautiful. the idea of it's great. Um, so that's vacation home number one, right? Um, ooh, um, let's do Greece will be mm-hmm. number two. Um, because I want to go there as well. Yeah, I've never been to Greece either. You never been? Yeah, it seems beautiful. And there you can get mountains and beaches, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and finally, let's go with, uh, let's do Paris, because why not? Yeah. Went why there in high school not? and it was amazing. It so. really is. I think it's deserving. There are people who disagree with me. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one is uh, three movies that you can jump into and just hang out with the characters. You're not reliving the plot. You're just like in that world and that, with those people. Got it. Um, and... Okay, cool. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall will be one. Amazing. Because um, that's just a fantastic film. Um, By the way, I doubt that these mi- these microphones are very good, and I doubt that they're picking up any of the sound, but I want to really apologize. There is so much. It's like we're living inside a giant's mouth, and they're having dent- like uh, they're at the dentist. Yeah. It is yeah, yeah. incredibly loud. It's a loud. real hardship. It's uh, a real hardship. Yeah. This has been very hard for you and painful, uh, and yes. I appreciate it. No problem. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'm shoulder. I'm sh- sol- soldiering yeah. on. Yeah, I'm you really shouldering are. on. You're shul- well, you're shouldering a lot of responsibility in this podcast, yes. having to make these give these answers. Very true. Um, let's do uh, Angels in the Outfield. That was my favorite movie as a child. I've never seen Angels in the Outfield. It's a perfect film. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt at age like eight. Sure. Just sure. Uh, Danny Glover, Tony yeah. Danza. I mean, Christopher Lloyd. It's a real all-star cast. I do like those those group movies where you're like, yeah. and then this person, and this person, yep. and this. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then uh, let's go with ooh. Uh, um, I would yeah. Let's do Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles combo. One of those two. Okay. All right. I'm gonna allow it. Yeah. I'm going to allow it. Uh, in that uh, vein, thinking about Mel Brooks, three people, living or dead, that would be awesome to just have as like a mentor slash buddy yeah. that you could call up and, and see and hang out with and just have a great time. Will Smith, hard number one. Great. Hard number one. <laughs> with a bullet. Yep. Great. Um, is he someone that you feel confident you would be happy to meet or is he someone that's like don't meet your heroes just in case he might be a don't meet your heroes I just don't know I don't know one way or the other I feel like I've heard both yeah which probably means he's great like you know what I mean I think the people that you consistently hear bad things about are probably true right I mean, I could be more specific and say like Will Smith in 1991. Like, 91, uh, <laughs> got it. No, this is this is this is your time. I love yeah. it. 91, perfect. Because he's just like he has. He's one of those people that has been famous for so long that you wonder if standard human interaction life, yeah, is just totally beyond anymore, him at this yeah. point. Um, Will, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Oh, Will, come hang out with me anytime you need. Uh- <laughs> um, gosh, this is more difficult than I would have thought it was. Yeah. Um. Living or dead? Uh, oh, Tim Duncan, basketball player. Of course, he's number Great. two. 
He might even be number one if we're being real. But look, this is this is a random game, so yeah, who knows? You right. might end up with number three. I might. I who may. might end up being number one in your mind? I who don't knows? know. Who knows? Um, and then um, let's go with um, ooh um, I don't. Let's go with Hermione Granger for the oh, third great, one. Oh, great, great. Why not? That's great. Okay, Grange. I was a Harry Potter child. I wasn't, you know? I, I mean, I don't, I can't call myself a Harry Potter child, but I still am fully on board. Sure. Fully on board. You can call yourself that if you want. I'm a Harry Potter child. There it is. I'm a Harry. You deserve it. Potter child. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next one is three skills uh, that you wake up with tomorrow. You sort of downloaded Matrix style and they're not super like superhero skills, but just like full on real skills that it might take a while to master if you really jumped in. Got it. So not moving things with my mind, but not rather. Yet. Got it. Um, cool. Um, I would love to. I would love to be like really, really annoyingly good at basketball because right. it would be. I am pretty good, but like it'd be fun to be able to just destroy everyone sure. in YMCA. Sure. Because uh, <laughs> you know, make myself <laughs> feel good about myself. That's right. Um, I would love to know how to edit. Yeah, <laughs> that's like an interesting thing that yeah. I will never ever learn. I I have I I think it is the most undervalued uh, yeah. job in Hollywood, perhaps. I think it feels kind of like mathy to me, and I think I was just like, no, it's just the the level of patience. Yeah. Oh, I'm so in awe of. Yeah. Oh, this is a good. I would love to, like, some combination of just be like really musically inclined um right. whether it's like producing music or being able to play the piano great um got yeah. it yeah okay next one is <clears throat> can i change editing yeah. to cl uh close up magic <laughs> uh, yes you may Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, so this one is uh, different from the the mentor thing. This is um, actually like you can switch bodies for mm. a day and live as someone else for a day and just kind of feel it. See what that's like. Yeah. Um, that's fun. I would maybe do LeBron James because mm -hmm. that would be fun. Um. Somebody like, um, it'd be funny to be like a really, like Denzel, like mm -hmm. a really yeah. respected dramatic yeah. actor. Um, and then, um, ooh, um, let's get a little bit more outside the box here. I feel like my answers are a little cookie cutter. I apologize. I'm very okay with your answers thank you um it would be cool to switch bodies for a day with um who's a person that has like a really high-end travel blog oh yeah you know yeah like an or like an anthony bourdain yeah like, great yeah. yeah somebody who travels around and eats weird stuff yeah let's go with anthony bourdain let's why not it. i noticed that you don't want to have female genitalia oh my gosh even. Hermione Granger. Do you want me to switch out from the third one? <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Um, you're right. Gosh, that was sexist of me. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. <sighs> well, when you said something outside the box, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to go. Oh. 
No. It's really yeah. okay. It's really okay. Okay. Uh, okay, but let's let's talk <laughs> about the ladies. This is your uh, alternate universe sexy times Great. or your wife, however you want to think of it. And Perfect. it can be a fictitious character or real people from yeah. any time and place. Um, cool. Um, uh, number one that's jumping out to me, these, this is not in any order, uh, is... Uh, Eva Green's character in Penny Dreadful. Oh my god, uh, I love her so much. <laughs> Just her in general. She is amazing. I what love a, her. She's the best. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Who are other people that I feel like I've been in love with on television recently? Um, <laughs> that should happen all the time, right? If they're doing their job right. <laughs> Um, man, I'm just, this is my, your, my math, uh, deficiencies are this really coming very, It's a very, you're, what you're experiencing is very common. Forcing you, me to and, list. And, the, and I think improvisers are even harder on themselves because they're like, I'm supposed to be able to come up with all these answers right yeah, off the cuff. That's true. Um, can you tell me a couple of yours to help me spark? Yeah. I mean, I can go straight down the list of women too, that I just think are fantastic. Uh, well, I love Kate Blanchett. Um, I love She's Eva great. Green. That was a great list person on the list. Uh, who else am I just like, you're so yummy. Um, I mean, I wish Emma Thompson were my alternate universe wife. Mm. Uh, who else do I love? trying to think of other eva green types which is like not really she's a thing so she's unique so unique that yeah i honestly this should be so easy for me who did you who did you have crushes on when you were younger did you have like please don't say amanda Bynes? well you know what you can <laughs> no, that would be really sad <laughs> um i was i mean like all like all people i had a crush on beyonce in my childhood but she's like She's transitioned now where everybody is just all about her. And right. I, you know, I'm too cool to yeah, follow Yeah, you gotta that. let it go. I understand. Um, ooh. Um, I'll just go with the two folks that, I, that I've been really enjoying on television of late. Uh, both of whom you will get. <laughs> this oh, is, great. Uh, that you have or will have experience both of them. Tatiana Maslany. Oh, what a treat. God, absolutely. She's great just choice. a dream. Uh, and also Aya Cash. Oh, yeah. Also great. 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 Um, yeah, they're both absolutely terrific yeah. people as well. Um, great. Okay, cool. Uh, next one is uh, three like alternate universe careers, like just the fun stuff. You don't have yeah. to worry about the slog of whatever it would be. Totally. So my number one hard answer for this, own a bookstore in Portland. Great. <laughs> so easy to picture, right? It's, yep. It comes immediately like, oh yeah, that life, like the whole life that comes with that. I got yes. it. Yes. Um, a, a, an assistant track coach. Okay. Great. Don't want to be coach. Want to be assistant. That's right. And finally, some sort of like uh, visual artist, like a mass, like sort of canvas painter. You don't have to write all this down, but specifically like <laughs> somebody that would make this kind of pillow like mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. This is more pop party, but like mm -hmm. I really like bright patterns and colors mm -hmm. that are simple and aesthetically pleasing. Uh, so I'll just put col uh, visual color painter, <laughs> putting color painter done and done. Okay. And then the third one is three foods or drinks, something that you 
take into your body that uh, in this world is not great for you, whether you have an allergy or it's high in calories or it's a drug, uh, that in this alternate universe, it's actually good for you. Ooh, and you can it. have it at the snap of your fingers in perpetuity. Nice. Uh, cheesecake? Great. Um, French fries? Yeah. You know? That's the lowest my voice got on the podcast. Yeah, yeah that was your yeah. morning, that morning sultry <laughs> voice. Um, and finally, let's go with um, just like barbecue and mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. form that may take. Understood and appreciated. Okay, and then I'm just gonna do this little short thing that tells me which like eeny meeny to do. Great. So uh, just tell me uh, when to stop. Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. Now. Okay, great. I'm going to pause this, do the minimal non-math of calculating that this takes. I'll be back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Thank God. I have your results. I have your test results. I'm so nervous. Prognosis success. Oh. I feel real good about this. Great. Um, Where do I want to start? First of all, I want to congratulate you on that charming bookstore you own in Portland. Thank you so much. It is such a treat. I like to get, uh, you know, I don't even drink coffee, but I like to get a beautiful full milk latte. (laughs) We only do full milk As in the foggy, it's not raining. It's just like crisp enough. I need a sweater. Yep. No real breeze, but just like beautiful clouds in the sky. It's great. I love to come into your bookstore. You let Mm -hmm. me bring that latte in there, even though I spilled all over that pile of books one time because I paid for them afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very nice of you. And just love it yeah i just love it we've got we can gift wrap if you need uh <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a really wonderful charming. atmosphere um uh the other thing is that it always kind of smells like french fries which makes sense which i love it's like one that of my favorite smells and you're all you're you can just eat non-stop french right. fries but i look great and you well, look yeah perfect thank you thank you um so congrats <laughs> on that uh sometimes when you're in the mood uh, you'll close up a little early and just a small group of people will enjoy some of your amazing close-up magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I really wowed them with that. Thank God. That was an 11th hour choice. I know. And I know that that is what won Aya Cash's heart of over Of course. Too. She so loves that magic. that was something yeah. very special. Um, I don't know if you have the ability to... I know that you can take her with you to your apartment in Tahoe. <laughs> Yeah. The one, the one, the one type of house that makes the littlest sense—that beautiful apartment <laughs> complex right on the lake. Fantastic. It's very much. Um, uh, I so I know you can take her there. I'm not sure if you can take her into the world of spaceballs and blazing saddles, no. but okay, great. So nope. she's you're, she's on her own um, for that period of time. That's and, me time. And um, I don't know if. Like, well, I know, I know he's going to be really interested to hear about this. So, um, in your one day of switching bodies with Denzel Washington, you can fill in your dear friend and mentor, Tim Duncan, and tell him all about what the experience was like. Honestly, that's the greatest. That's great. Right? Man, life is good. I mean, this is... This is good stuff. This is great imaginary stuff going on here. truly. Somehow this is all going to spill into your real life. That's what I believe about this match game. I truly, genuinely, this is a weird career goal of mine, but... So I, living in Texas for a brief time, became a San Antonio Spurs fan, Mm -hmm. and they have a run of regional commercials for H-E-B, which is a grocery grocery store, sure. And they're, they become sort of like this cult internet thing where it's like the players just act in these really stupid little, yeah, grocery store sketches, basically. And my dream is to get 
successful enough that I can go and be like, hey, I will write and act in all of these commercials, <laughs> regional Texas first. commercials. Uh, just let me do it. And um, so I think Tim Duncan, you know, oh, yeah. that could happen in there. The specificity of that is so reachable yes. that I am very confident it will happen. Thank you. I'm very confident. That's, yeah. Zeke, what a pleasure and a joy. What a treat this has been. I'm so glad. Thank you for um, having me. Thank you so much for doing the my podcast. High school <laughs> It was really oh boy. Um, where can people find you and what would you like them to know about, if anything? Um, you can catch me at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater every Tuesday at 11 p.m. with my wonderful team, Cardinal Redbird. Cardinal Redbird, very, very strong, very talented team, guys. Thank you. Um, additionally, the second Friday of every month with my other team, White Women. Also uh, a phenomenal group. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, you can watch Take My Wife Take on my CISO wife. with my good friend JV over here. What a delightful show. What a delightful group of people. It's just the best. I already pitched you guys on subscribing to CISO because of ta- uh, Hidden America. I know I've brought up Take My Wife before. Do it. Use the promo code Take Need My Wife I for two more. free months. Hot Done. tip. Hot tip. That, is hot, that <laughs> hot was tip. hot goss. Yeah, that's not hot goss. That's uh, not LA goss that turned out to be 100% correct. Yes. Um, all right, guys. Uh, oh, there is one piece of business remaining that I didn't warn you about, which Copy is that, that for my Boys of Summer series, uh-huh. I ask my gentleman guests to sing from memory, if they can, a <laughs> snippet of Don Henley's Boys of Summer. Do you think you have it in you? Um, I think I got something in me. <laughs> Find out, what we'll find out what it is. We'll hear what comes to mind yeah. when I say that. Because do you know what year anything. this song came out by any chance? I want to say it was like it might be like ninety or something. Okay, yeah. It, it really has like a it, that tinny yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like real tinny, a real synth. Like, yeah, we're gonna take yeah. it full of, which is hilarious because he's a drummer. Yeah. So it's hilarious that he's like, I don't even need to play in this one, guys. Let's just get that fucking synth yeah. going. Before I do it, can I ask who has done it the best so far? <sighs> It's real. That's tough to say because there's varying levels of what pr- I perceive as the best. Got I would it. say that someone who doesn't know it at all, who just has totally winged it and made yeah. me laugh really hard, Great. is one kind of the best. Cool. And then you have people like Paul and Storm who like recorded a little snippet for me in harmony, like wow. professionally, and it sounds amazing. Got so it. that's also tough to beat. Cool. But well, I can tell you, I won't be on that end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah should i just take Hit it away me. yeah take it great well we have a 45 minute intro <laughs> 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 uh so there's a lot of like i don't know any other words in the verse leading up to the hook okay i'm in jennifer and his living room is filled with a whole bunch of books <laughs> she's sitting here with the podcast we're having fun it's been real fast only been like an hour or two i think i don't know there's a dentist giant outside i can see you in the podcast Janet Varney I also do musical improv genuinely so feel free to come check that out oh thank you Zeke I'm gonna take that home and record that in harmony so great you're welcome oh guys talk to you next time on the podcast Oh, we 
as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.